Today is July 3rd, and the Yankees are back in the United States. They're back in America. They're back in New York, but they're not in the Bronx. They're in Queens for two games versus the Mets. They split the series. It was a great second game and a not-so-great first game. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm excited. Jake's excited. You're excited. Let's talk Yanks. What's going on? Thank you for joining us here at Talking Yanks to recap this two-game versus the Mets. I am John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I got my co-host, Jake. He's not wearing sleeves. Jake, how you doing? It's the type of energy you can't replicate, man. I'm doing well. Uh, First time intro, bringing it, a lot of gusto. Here we are. Definitely, we definitely haven't done two to three practice introductions that have gone awry either via recording or otherwise. And this is just our first run because you you can hear it in our voice. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Shout out to Dan Zlotnick on the music, huh? We never give him any credit. Yeah, Dan, Danny Z, Dan Zlotnick. I feel like people don't even remember him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I fucked up the intro twice, so we're having the same conversation over and over. The people in the patron chat get to hear three different intros out of me because I'm an idiot. You know who may be in the chat, Jake, that wasn't in there previously? Oliver Pulleyblank. Oliver Pulleyblank. Oliver Pulleyblank. That's a great name. <laughs> watched... Oh, John. I, again, I was trying to do my London thing, so I had to go Beatles. But, I mean, that's a that's a British dude who fell in love with the Yankees. He found Talking Yanks, and now, what, what's his name? Oliver Tongue and Mouth? Pulley Blank. Oliver Pulley Blank. Yeah. Dave Andrews. Thanks, Dave. Sam Levine. Levine. Adam's brother or sister. Carl Daniel. It's Carl Daniel. Carl's always a great name. Carl. There's not a lot of bad guys named Carl. No, they're usually very chill. Carl's a good guy. Usually, like, very chill. Usually uh, smokes a lot of pot. Not too flashy. No. Easily a background guy that you kind of, like, you call on him for some jokes every now and then, and he, like, half performs, but you're like, that was so Carl. I think Carl starts off as, like, your... You're just like chill. You mentioned weed a little bit. Like he's kind of your laid back friend. But I think Carl ages really well. And then you're 42 and you're like, Carl, can I borrow your backhoe? And he's like, yeah, take it, man. And you're like, all right, Carl. Just give it back at some point. Cool, dude. Cool. And the last patron is Jonathan Liskov, who I I believe has been around. So those are our most recent Patreon supporters. We appreciate them. They get video access, live access, early access. Uh, so everyone in the chat got to watch me do the intro three times today. That's what you're missing out on. Also, yeah. two jerseys are given away each month, one via raffle, one via uh, contest. The contest is done. I will be doing the raffle probably on the 5th. I have to wait for everything to go through, find out who the actual names are, um, 
and then we'll do the raffle uh, shortly. It'll be a video I'll post on Patreon. So patreon.com slash talking yanks. Carl's in the chat. He says, smoke pot, me? Nah, I just open up a Powerade. See, that's like a great Carl line. That's so Carl. <laughs> yeah, like, the most Carl move ever. How do I get hyped up? A little blue pee. <laughs> oh, I've no, I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, man. Blue Powerade. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jake, how's your head at? Where's your head at? Two games set. Sick of doing two game sets. It was two games versus the uh, Red Sox. Now two games versus the Mets in this recap. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well, Jim. Um, I, I think, again, kind of putting things into perspective after the London series, Two games set against the Mets where you lose game one in almost the worst fashion to start off these final six games before the All-Star break. And then today, I mean, we, I, we, Domingo Herman uh, takes his name off the question mark list, at least for a little bit, um, which is good news. I mean, it's, it's not like I'm putting him back as like our ace of staff or anything, um, but he, he's not a question mark as of right now. Which that's Ace of good. staff sounds like a political term. Like Ace of staff. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a political band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're Ace of staff. Um, and I think uh, the other thing, Jim, that has me straight giddy and the longtime Talking Yanks listeners that know our previous uh, Talking Yanks intro song before Dan Slotnick, it was you singing in that 50s church voice. I love a slick third baseman, and holy smokes, Gio Urshela. Uh, he put on a display tonight. So uh, little column A, little column B, you walk away with a split in a two-game set, and you kind of have to be prepared for that going in because it's not a full series. So I'm I'm doing well. And if, if we lost this game and Domingo wasn't right, we would be saying a lot of negative things right now and be like, please don't blow this race set. And now that's out the window, I think. So, uh, Jimmer, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing great. I'm excited. I just watched this commercial on TV where this dude has weird chest hair, and I was like, is this a chest hair commercial? And then it wasn't, and I was like, why that? Why did they choose an actor that had such weird chest hair? So that's kind of where I'm at right now. That gives you a little glimmer. July 4th is tomorrow. Big July 4th guy. I melt under fireworks like like a teenage girl. Just if I could hear them and see them. Ah, that's wonderful. Wonderful. I'm very excited, but we will be working the game for a little bit. Very excited for July 4th. Normal baseball is back. I, I said a while ago that that first game, I was like, don't expect us to win the first game versus the Mets. Just don't expect it. Now, I don't know if it really played a part or not, but I already wasn't expecting it. So no matter which way it went down, I was fine. And then game two of this set is just the best kind of game you want. Great pitching, timely hitting, and great defense. That's really So I'm really happy flying high with game two. Um, I don't know, man. That's kind of it. I'm, ex- I'm excited to get back to normalcy, put London in a rear view. I'm gonna send a picture of the chest hair to the to the chat right now because oh my god, it's maybe yeah, right. the long it's the longest link that's ever been sent. It, right when you get right when you get used to the normalcy of a four game set in Tampa, which we we have seen a lot of abnormal stuff happen, including losing both of our announcers. Um, it's gonna be the All Star break, so we're gonna have another adjustment period after that. But uh, 
Let's beat Tampa. Michael K get better. Do we I do we go into the IL report and start with our two famous announcers? Yes, yeah, Sterling and K. K, that's scary stuff, man. So you make a living with your voice and you got to go under vocal cord surgery. Like I know that the odds of the surgery being successful are probably very, very high, and it's probably a very simple surgery that happens all the time. But still, makes a living with his voice, has to get surgery on his vocal cords. Like, I bet that's a little scary for Kay. I feel bad for him. Yeah, it's not an exciting time by any means, but I, it's, it's also like, I, I don't know, if, if you're at home and you're big into prayer, I mean, don't, don't exhaust yourself. I, I think Big Mike's going to be okay. We're expecting him back in a month or so. Uh, I mean, just kind of hilarious is the wrong word, but with all the injuries this year to have the Iron Man of play-by-play announcers, he'll be, he'll be ending his streak. And Michael Kay, I mean, one of the better-known announcers in baseball, <laughs> out for a month, it's, there's some good comedy in there. I do think that Tampa has played a part in the Sterling thing. Like, yeah, he's sick, but if they were ending if they were ending the first half in Cleveland or Baltimore, let's say Baltimore, I think he makes the trip, guts out four more games, goes to the all-star break, gets healthy, but he fucking hates the drop. Yeah, if it was anywhere in the Northeast... I think he stays, you know, even if it's if if we were finishing with the Mets or the Red Sox or if weird series with the Phillies, wouldn't expect that. Uh, yeah, maybe Cleveland. Cleveland might be the, the furthest. That might be a good call. Um, but yeah, I mean, and you know what? Good for him, man. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. He's 83. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's a year older than the Mets pitching coach. <laughs> Oh, that guy's so old. I I mean I I think it's funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> we obviously think the Mets pitching coach being eighty two is funny, but uh, it, it, those two guys lived through the end of World War Two, and like I I don't know when I just think about that kind of stuff, my mind gets blown. My mind gets blown easily, but um, John Sterling taking a couple days off from the trap, like good for you. Good for you. And I guess, at Jim, we're not big plug guys, but we did, because we spent some time on it, and we need to be better at being plug guys. Uh, we just dropped the Sterling, the Sterling Collection for Sterling fans. Um, so basically, we were like, oh, we should put some Sterling home run calls on a shirt. I was like, oh, yeah, we'll do Judge, Gary, Dee Dee. We already yeah, did yeah, this yeah. on the voicemail app. Well, we're doing it again, man. That's okay. Publicity's right. okay. Um, and Jimmy decided to make it into a museum. So there's 50-plus Sterling calls. Um, Tyler Wade Sterling ca- calls on there. I think I always reference that one because that just shocks me a little bit. But there's so many good ones. Someone got a Teixeira today. We saw them all over the board. Gary. So go go check it out. Um, or if you know a Sterling fan, send him that way. Leader in the clubhouse, I th- believe, is Urshela because he hit a home run today. Had a huge day. He had a home run, and he was incredible with the glove. Yes. We and put, it's, a good, it's a good call, for being honest. We put up Sterling shirts, home run calls, and the leader, the most purchased one so far, is Gio Urshela, the most happy fella. Burn, baby, burn. Below that, the Sanchino, yes, indeed. You're on the mark, Teixeira. 
all get on the board. So yeah, go go to talkingyanks.com, johnboymedia.com, click merch, Sterling Collection. Boom. 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 Let's burn game one. Are you ready? Do we uh do we want to do IL stuff quick? Do we do we have to talk Voight? Did we do that? No. We did not do that. This is gonna lead into a longer conversation, but we can get it done. Voight went on the IL. I believe he will be back right after. He was ready to hit in London. Boone said he thought he was going to be good. I'm guessing they looked at it. He said it's still a little discomfort. And they said Voight's played almost every game this season. There's six games, or there's six games between now and the All-Star break. He's probably naturally going to sit one of them the way they do things. Or DH. Two in the NL, two in the NL, and four at the Trop is also a factor. Yeah, big factor there. Two in the NL. Yeah, so I I would guess that he was a little nicked up, but I'm 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 leaning very positive on this one. I I usually I try to read the situation and give my interpretation. This one I, I'm leaning like he's going to be back. They're just being precautious, giving him like a lot of rest because he's been playing a lot. And like you said, four on the tr- four on the turf, two with the National League. He'll be back after the All-Star break, in my opinion. Yeah, it just it seems like every, everything adds up. We're in this nervous world of Yankees injuries now, but he took batting practice the next day in London. Um, everything we've heard has been somewhat positive. The NL Tampa thing, and, I mean, the most important thing on the injury meter, Jim, is the high-five meter, and him and Didi were giving it hell. So big, I, big it, it's, and it, it seems to add up to the Yankees mantra of extra rest is okay, and even if they don't have Luke Voigt for these six games, to get him healthier for the the final stretch of the season is much more important. Yep. The the counter move there was they were able to bring Nestor back earlier than usual. Hell yes! Twice they've sent Nestor down, someone goes on the IL, and Nestor comes right back. You can't get rid of Nestor. I mean, it's almost like if you send Nestor down, expect someone to be hurt in the next two days. Nestor Cortez and Gio Urshela are going to be names in Yankee lore for a while. <laughs> Seriously. Well, we'll see. You might have thought that about Torres in 2017. Oh, I no, no, no. Don't don't excuse that for baseball wise. I just think like in five years we're going to be like remember Nestor Cortez Jr. Oh, it always it'll always be a fond memory. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. The controversial conversation, that's not really, is that they, they brought up Mike Ford in, to replace Voight. Uh, so they, 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 because Voight got injured, they technically brought up Nestor to replace Voight, and then they sent Chance back down and brought up Mike Ford. A lot of people initially or, or still think it's a snub to Clint because you thought when Clint got sent down, he'd be the first back up. And then there's Talkman was back up. And now it's Mike Ford back up. Uh, I think I thought initially this was another just shot across Clint's bow. Like, dude, you, uh, there's more wrong, whatever. I don't know. You know, you guys know what I'm, I'm getting or dancing <laughs> around. Like, it's a shot at Clint, not bringing him up. There are solid reasons why you wouldn't. Mike Ford. Edwin's actually being in a slump is the only thing because I think you'd you'd put Edwin at first and Clinton would DH. That's what I would do. But you're in the NL, so you don't have a DH. 
So he's just going to ride the bench. Frazier hasn't been hitting good in AAA. Not that I think that matters at all because he's an MLB bat and Ford isn't. But Ford's been hitting really well. I don't know, Jake, you, you kind of are on the opposite side, but I've kind of come to your side. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I mean, the initial optics, you're like, okay, someone goes down, bring up Clint Frazier because he can rake. I think, again, it, t- it ties into the time period that it's six games. Two of them are in the NL, so that essentially brings you to four games. And I, I think the bigger thing is, uh, I mean, Edwin Encarnacion can, can play first base serviceably. We've seen that. Um, he hasn't played first base on a day-to-day basis this decade. He's he's been DHing and playing first base in a pinch. Um so especially with these games being in Tampa and I I do think it ties in a little bit that I the phrase you said shot across the bow, the full shot was sent across the bow when they called up Mikey T instead of Clint. I think that was the shot across the bow. This to me I I think it that's still a factor. I think there's still a little hangover, but a first baseman got hurt a first baseman who's on the 40 man who is raking in triple a. I mean, Ford's stats have been silly this year. Um, and you know, it's again, it's going to be six games, which is essentially four games. And I don't think either of those, if it was Clint, I don't think he'd be playing a lot anyway. So I, I think you put all that in the blender. And I, I, I think that that initial side isn't necessarily wrong, but like, like I said, that initial shot had already been fired and it was like, all right, first baseman for first baseman, let's run it. In Clint's head, it's another shot. It's another person called up before him. (laughs) That's a scary place to be in, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so those are the roster moves. Basically, Herman came back, as you know. He pitched game two. Let's burn game one, shall we? Tarp down, tarp down. Oh, yeah, that's that's a bummer, but whatever. It is what it is. Game one versus the Mets. Here we go. Burn, Jakey Burn. Wheels up. Zach Wheeler for the Mets versus Tim Horton. Here's a who. James Paxton as the first of two games at City Field. Baby Glaby cries a home, <laughs> cries home in RBI after his All-Star game snub. And then holy smokes, don't you know the Mounties can swing the stick too. James Paxton RBI sack bunt. Two-nothing Yanks. And Paxton did it on the bump too. Six innings pitch, one earned run, eight Ks, only run a solo shot in the six to J.D. Davis. Yanks get the ball to their bullpen, and oh no, Brooklyn's finest Adam Ottavino gets touched up with a hockey assist from Britain. Three runs, Yanks end up losing a game one that they were kind of lazy but in control of. Final fortitude. Boo. Fortitude. They were winning, Jake, and then in the end they lost the uh, bats were silent. And that's all. It it went from in the 8th inning it went from like yo, we're about to steal this game. We're we're playing like bums and I think we're going to get a win cuz we got the ball to our bullpen with a lead and then they put that rally together and it's a couple balls just out of reach. Hicksy almost made a great play. Ball lands in front of Gardner that you know different circumstance he might give that a chance. But um, uh, it the the Yanks didn't have it. Their their bats were dead. When Paxton has half your team's RBIs, that's not a formula to win. And uh, yeah, I mean it. it uh, I I don't want to say it was the jet lag game, but it 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 was the jet lag game. 
there was a lot of good defense and some gutty pitching by Paxton. A lot of nice double plays. Gardner, Gary threw out the runner in the first. I loved all the defense. For a while, it was like a good game. Um, then the error by DJ and Edwin combo job that opens it up, and then Otto gets banged around a little bit. Britton comes in first pitch, hard hit. A little bit of nervousness or whatever. Not really. I still think they're going to be fine. Everyone's like ready to be the first people to be like, I told you Otto and Britton are going to be bad. Like everyone's jumping on that. I'll I'll take a little bit. I don't need to be first to that. Uh, I'll still have faith in those guys. Yeah, and I I think what, I, I guess with the win today, the takeaways from yesterday's game are are okay, knowing that you have to lose a couple times in a 15-game span. Um, Paxton, I, I said in the burn he had eight Ks. He gave up eight hits. He only had three Ks. But um, I think something that was important was he reached back for one when he needed it. What was it, the Alonzo? Uh-huh. Uh, the Alonzo strikeout in the fifth inning. There was a couple runners on base there, and he made Alonzo look silly. Um and, I mean, Paxson gives us a good start. I, if you want to say it's against the Mets and you want to do that whole thing, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to. Um, he, didn't, he didn't have his best stuff, and he fought, and when he needed to reach back for something, he did. So that, that was kind of a good thing from Paxson. Yeah, I liked it. I liked what I saw to him. I got no qualms with any decisions that uh, Booney made. Just lost, you know? Yeah, it, it went from are we going to steal a win to – Damn, we lost. Damn, we lost. Damn. Damn it. Damn. Why are you so mad? Damn, Daniel. Next. Yeah, you want to do burn two? You got any more about this game? I don't really care. I don't think so, right? I'm I'm trying to think of things to look for, and there's not much there, right? I guess four to two game. There's a lot of things there if you love teetering into the negative. Yankees were 14 and 2 in their last 16, and my timeline right. looked like we were the Orioles. It's like, whoa. Birds. Why are you so mad? I'm so mad about it. Son, what are you so mad about? That's Jeff Bridges in the movie Seabiscuit to his jockey, right. Red Pollard. So, know my quotes, okay? Seabiscuit. Got it. One of your favorite movies to fall asleep to. True or false? True. He's blind in one eye. (laughs) Game two, then? (laughs) Game two. Here we go. One, two, three. Burn. I think this is a good one. Burn, Jackie, burn. Burn, Jackie, burn. Jason Vargas and his luscious locks of hair for the Mets. On a Wednesday night in Queens, although it was Sunday for the Yanks, or should I say Domingo as Herman returns for his first start off the IL. Top one, I fought the law and the law won. Judge, RBI double, followed by all-star snub of the century, Glaber Torres, RBI single, 2-0 Yanks. Jeff McNeil says, welcome back, Mingo. First pitch, Yabo off Herman, but the rest of the game would be easy as a Sunday morning as that would be the only run the Metropolitans would get the rest of the way. The left side of the infield for the Yanks would add the Geico runs. Knights of Columbus, Sir Didi to the moon, followed by 
Isn't he lovely? Isn't he wonderful? Gio Urshela solo shot after some incredible glove work. Herman to Chad to Nestor show. Yanks win 5-1 final. 5-1 final. Easy like Sunday morning. Kind of was. That's what you were saying in the intro. Your favorite kind of win. Oh, man, this is, this is the best kind of win. Good pitching, great defense, timely hitting. It's fantastic. Big fan. Maybe someone shit their pants rounding first. Maybe they got a cramp. Rumors. That's huge. That's huge. Legend. Yeah. No, this is a good game. It's a good game, Jake. Uh, we will get into a lot of the individual performances and awards. Yeah. But like, again, managing-wise... Nothing, no qualms. They went to Chad and then Nestor loved it. Yeah, I kind of I kind of thought they were going to go to Chad today. Uh mentioned that in the pregame show a little bit cuz I think they'll they'll save him for the opener in Tampa. Uh two innings, 4Ks, two hits. Um and this was his this was his first kind of relief appearance with a a tighter lead, I guess. Um in, in a while, I, I think it started as high leverage and then it didn't finish as high leverage, but Chad's been awesome. Uh, ERA down to 5.64, which is impressive if you know where his ERA was. Um, and then, yeah, I guess I, I didn't see a lot of it. If Nestor gave up some hits or runs, people would be saying, still throw Chapman even though it's a four-run game. Uh, but he didn't give up any hits because he's Nestor Cortez Jr. So You didn't get to watch Nestor? I watched Nestor. Oh, I thought you just said I didn't get to see any of it. No. Oh, you didn't see any tweets about it. I didn't see any tweets about Nestor Chapman. Yeah. I didn't either. I just saw a lot of people trying to come up with a, a name for them. Uh, I mean, the, the, the manager decision that needs to be talked about was letting Jason Vargas hit so he could come in after 90-plus pitches to give up a home run to Didi. But I know they say that their bullpen sucks, so like you're do- doomed if you do, doomed if you don't, but that was pretty dumb. I, I mean, you had a runner on base, one out, I think, and you know it, it was still a 2-1 game at that point, and like, how, how much more do you think you're going to get out of Vargas? So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's for the Mets beat reporters to deal with Mickey and Vargas again. Knock yourselves out. It's a joke, Vargas. Um, so, <laughs> but otherwise... <laughs> Otherwise, that's uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. Gio was incredible with the glove. Uh, Domingo, good debut, re-debut. Uh, Hicks had a nice catch. He did have a nice catch. He had a nice hit as well. Um, DJ goes two for five, and that's like almost a bad game for him at this point. Um, Bit of a disappointment. In the whole yeah. <laughs> second, third base, and shortstop each had two, or the whole infield had two hits today. How about that? It's a good game. I'm telling you, this is a good, mark this down as like good, clean game. Wow. Did you mark it down? The infielders out hit the outfielders and the catcher. Eight hits to eight hits to two. Wow. Wow. Talk about crazy. So, there's analytics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Cashman. <laughs> a little insight for you. Hey, Cash. 
Did you know on July 3rd, your infielders out hit your outfielders and catcher combined eight hits to two? Why uh, Why are you talking to me, son? Yeah. You Thanks used me, the son. one happy question. Happy birthday, Brian Cashman. You think happy birthday is the right thing to say? Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? All right. Fair. Uh, How about David Cohn taking my Urshela Ella Ella A? Oh, he listens. He watches the Burns. I mean, do we got beef or are we like really cool? Real cool. Real cool. This is funny stuff. I thought about, man. oh, I thought about DMing him something. Let me, let me know if this is a weird question. Okay. So he, because Vargas, Vargas is a, a blast to watch, by the way. And if we do a one-minute Met segment in a minute, let me know, because I do like Pete Alonzo a lot. But Coney was talking about an old pitcher who said he had three change-up. He had slow, slower, and slowest. And I was wondering, because guys do have different variations of like their slider and stuff like that, does the catcher call the variations? Or if the catcher calls a slider, does the pitcher get to pick which one of his three sliders does he throw? The latter, I think. In Cone's book, he says, like, you know... The catcher didn't call for Laredo. They just called for slider, and it was Coney would drop down. So I think it's right. similar to that. So it's if the pitcher wants it, basically. Like, you're not going to confuse the catcher that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Still might DM him, though. You think so? I think so. We're friends. We've DM'd before. Oh, my God. Jake, are you crazy? Mostly picks. Let's go into awards. This is funny stuff, man. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> that's uh, if 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 any of you are big fans, that's one of one of the funnier YouTube skits out there. What's it called? It's not called Julie Diamond. I don't know. This song's really bad, or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's the guys that are on SNL now. Kyle Mooney and what's the other one's name? Don't know. Um, he's like the lead character on SNL, which is nuts. But uh, yeah, it's one one of the best skits out there. All right, the first award we give out here on Pride on Talking Yanks is. Mm. Oh my God! Pride of the Yankees. <laughs> Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. And since Jake's a heathen. And it's not Sunday. He gets to go first. Jake, I got a good guess, but who is your pride of the Yankees? So, yeah, the YouTube video is called I Hate This Song. It's got like one and a half million views. Go go check it out. It's some of the more ridiculous humor you'll ever see. That video only um, has one and a half million views? Yeah. Well, John Boy Media has got two videos with more views than that. Boom roasted. Boom um, roasted, Julie Diamond. My pride of the Yankees, and this is, I mean, as, as obvious as it comes, if, if you know Poppy Gordo, uh, it is Gio Urshela. You've, you've heard me swoon about him at the start. You heard me swoon about him in the burn. Uh, that kind of glove play at third base can only be replaced in my heart by very few things in this world. Um, it's just special. It's, it's unique. It's... Uh, I think a lot of it's God-given. A lot of it's kind of being crazy enough to try stuff. Um, the the play he made in the hole where he rolls over and throws from his butt, you see him, 
you see him actually get leverage on his throw by moving his butt cheeks around to get a little more leverage. Um, and by the way, he hits a yabo, uh, which was a nice little insurance run. And by the way, we haven't talked about Urshela in a while because he's kind of been moved to the bench, even though he was in the all-star voting for third base. Um, and he went through a little slumper. So this, uh, you know, we lost game one. We win game two. I don't think he played. He didn't play game one, right? Um, I don't believe so. DJ was at third. Edwin. Yeah, LeMahieu was at third. I don't think he, uh, he pinch hit. Um, so he went 0 for 1 in that pinch hit at bat. So sorry about that. But um, yeah, I mean, if if you watch the the one winning game we had today, um, Gio Urshela, two for three, what he did with his glove, he had a walk too. Um, he might have had a case of the runs or a calf cramp. We're not sure rounding the bases. But uh, I, if if you show me third base play like that, I'm pretty much only going to talk about it. Wow. I actually thought you were going to go someone else with your pride. Wow. Yeah, that is Gio Urshela's. Oh, you thought I was going Mingo, huh? I did. That is yeah. Gio Urshela's fourth pride of the Yankees on the season, the third time being awarded it by you. All of them are me? No, one of them's me. Oh, okay. Yeah. My pride of the Yankees, Jake, is the man I thought you were going to take, Domingo Herman. Yeah. First pitch of the game, just tries to throw a get-me-over fastball. McNeil jumps all over it. A little shock therapy right there. Like, whoa, this is real. Come on. From there on out, after that, six innings pitched of no-run ball, five hits. Curveball looked crazy good. Got himself out of a jam nicely later on. This does a lot. Now, it's not cemented that he's going to be good in my brain, but this helps. And if we get these kind of performances, if he can give us six innings again like he was at the beginning of the year, I mean, that is huge for the rotation, right? He's going to be on an innings limit eventually. The injury actually helped that a little bit, but he will be on an innings limit. I'm interested to see if they do have him as a starter and Chad come in after or if Chad's ever going to open for him, how they handle that situation. I do not know. But, man, if he can come back and be a good starting pitcher, I think the tumbleweed effect happens where then everyone else, all the other starters get a boost to life because it's like support. Okay, we don't have to carry the weight, you know. So this was an awesome performance. We needed it. And I was ready for him to have a terrible outing and be like, well, it's his first day back. So I'm very happy it did not go that way. Yeah, I think we were all scared that the hip was going to be used as an excuse and then he was going to come out and get beat up again and not have the hip excuse. He looked good, man. He didn't walk anyone. Uh, 80 pitches in six innings. It was very efficient. Um, and I think it's, you know... Right now, we just opened the positive t door, and I don't want to go too far, but I've been picturing Domingo kind of going into the Nestor Cortez Jr. role to end the year because he uh, he will be on that inning limit. Man, if, if he can twirl it like he did today, um, you know, they might find creative ways to keep him in the rotation towards the end of the year if, if the pitch limit becomes a thing. Um, and, Jim, I uh, a, a couple things impressed me from Domingo this game. Uh, if you look, so he gives up the leadoff homer to McNeil, 
Next batter of the game is Pete Alonzo. And he, I think he throws a ball, and then he throws another one, and it kind of gets away from him. He almost hits Pete Alonzo, and they cut to Domingo on the mound, and you could see his heart beating. Like, he was back on the MLB mound. He just gave up a home run. And you know what he did, Jim? He stepped off. He caught his breath for a second. He came in. Alonzo gave a fly ball a ride, but it got caught, and then Domingo settled down. And I, I think that's, like, that's something analytics can't measure. Like, a... I don't think a year ago Domingo Herman does that. I think Domingo Herman probably has too much adrenaline. He probably walks Alonzo. Maybe he hangs one to Cano. And what are we talking about right now? So, um, and and more importantly, Jim, I, and why I give out a lot of pride pride awards would be Domingo Herman saved us from having an ugly show today. Um, we'd be talking about salvaging things in the trop and how's this going to wind down. Right now, we split with the Mets. Mingo looks good, and it's uh, it's not a question mark for the Yankees going forward. I think that's going to be my big, my big state Twitter statement. You don't think Domingo's a question mark? I don't think like if he pitched poorly today, I think people would be saying, "What are we doing with Domingo? Is he going to get it back, or should we move him to the bullpen now? Should we get three starters at the trade deadline?" And I think right now people are settled down with Domingo. He's going to have a role on this team, and whatever he does, I think he's going to be good with it as long as he's healthy. Yeah. The innings limit is the question mark. Yeah. That's, that's the question mark. All right. Enough fun. Let's get serious. You Yankee motherfucker. Next award, Jake. Yankee M. Effer. Who are you giving your Yankee M. Effer to? Yankee M. Effer, man. This is a... This is tough. I'll I'll do the cop out, and it's it's probably the right answer. I'll go out of Vino, um, and I I'll I'll do a nice Jakey spin zone on it. Uh, is the fact that there are some people out there that think Ottavino hasn't been as good as he has been. <laughs> they 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 can now feed on an appearance like this. Um, and he he just got touched up a little bit, and I mean, I, it it honestly sucks for him. I mean, obviously the Yankee MF or nobody wants that. But uh, he is the New York guy, and he's he's doing it in the Subway Series, and he gets touched up a little bit. So I I don't know, pretty much band aid mode for me. Vino gets it. Wow, Jake. How yeah. many times do you think you've given Otto Otto Adavino? Otto Adavino. Otto Adavino, your motherfucker before. Maybe once before. You think so? I don't know. I feel like he's an unfair one because he's been so good. So if he is bad, you give him one and you just run. You gave him the homecoming award. Do you think about me now and then? I gave him the MF for once, and then you just gave it to him. That's all. Only four that? awards for Ottavino. Awards. A lot of guys in that bullpen. Yeah. My motherfucker is Edwin Encarnacion. Two weeks in a row now, Jake. Yeah. But last, or episodes, last episode I gave it to him because he had a poor showing in London and it was embarrassing how often he was striking out at when no one could pitch. I didn't realize he's been poor since he's been a Yankee, Jake. Yeah. We're looking at 12 games of a 149 batting average of 259 on base percentage of 642 OPS. Three home runs early on. Got us excited, but 
But after that, it's it's not great, and I I don't think this will continue. But what's going on? I think this is his worst stretch all season. Yeah, and he's the the at bats used to be kind of good. He's still got a couple games with a couple walks. He had a couple ugly ones. Um, yeah, I don't know for for some reason. I I don't I don't know why, Jim, and maybe it's just you and me. I I'm a little bit brainwashed with Edwin. Like I, I think even if he struggles in Tampa, like my leash starts with him after the All Star break. Like, all right, if if you're adjusting and we did the whole London thing, you know, w- whatever it is, what it is. But um, at, at a certain point, he's got to bring something. I guess he kind of has a hall pass for me because he's still leading the AL in home runs. Um, I guess that does make sense. Well, Gary but, hits um, one home yeah. run and Hall Pass is done. At, at a cert at a certain point, you know, we are gonna have to see something. Hopefully he gets it going in Tampa. But I think unless it gets ugly, ugly in Tampa, I'm he's he's got leash with me until after the all star break. Okay. All right, yeah. I'd like to, I, I I was interested to see if he was gonna fall in love with a short porch and if that was gonna mess up his swing, but he's been away from the stadium for a while now. And I, I don't know what's going on. I, I haven't been able to put a put my finger on the pulse of the problem. I I feel like, and again, Jakey analysis to take this for with a penny. With a penny, that's not a phrase. Um, he he does look late on the fastballs. Like you, we mentioned the short porch thing, and this could be totally totally mental. But I feel like the Yankees were like, yeah, you can let that fastball travel a little bit, and it gets to that porch, and he saw it happen, and he's like, okay. So I, I I don't know maybe maybe that's Jakey looking into it too much. I won't be giving Edwin Encarnacion any hitting tips. Okay, you better not. You better promise? Not. I'm gonna hold you to that one. I promise. That's uh that is not my world. All right, next up, regular old war. You're gonna love and hate this one. The Scufflebutt Award. No, you would. You just love that one. Okay, what's your award? The fuck you, Brandon Lau Award. Oh wow, getting personal. Fuck you, Brandon Lau Award, and it goes to his brother, Brenton Lau. Brenton Lau. Brenton Lau. Jimmy. Jimmy duets. Labor Torres is having a real good first half of the season. After today, he's hitting 298, 365 on base, 19 homers, 50 RBIs, playing the majority of his games at shortstop. Um, now he slid back to second now that Didi's back. Uh, we saw Tommy Listella. There's a good name for you. Good, Broke good his Italian leg. boy. He, uh, he hurts his leg. Broken. So a spot opens in the All-Star game, which Flaber could have been over him anyways, but that's besides the point. They put in Brandon Lau, who Glaber is better than him in every category. The only category Brandon Lau had him beat in tonight, coming into tonight, was RBI, and Glaber had two ribbies, so he passed him there. Um, and some people are playing the, well, take out his numbers without the Orioles, and guess what? I'm I'm doing some behind the stuff. Hopefully, I'll have this tweeted out by tomorrow uh, before you listen to this. But I think if you take out his and Brandon Lau's numbers against the Orioles, guess what? 
Glaber's still better. Um, so I don't know, man. It's uh, it's just frustrating. You and me, uh, the further we get into the world of baseball, the more we are um, entrenched in it or tied into the cloth, and we, we've been making our frustrations with the All-Star game known. Um, on so many levels, this just doesn't make sense. Young Glaber Torres is a star of the game, 22, made last year's All-Star team. He's got one of the brightest futures ahead of him, and he's got the numbers to do it. So I, uh, and I just, I think I needed something to be a martyr for. I don't think I've been a martyr in a while. So I think I'm going to try to take the union down with this one. Nice. Did you see how mad Boone was? Yeah. Love it. Boone told the all-star committee to go kick rocks. Yeah. I mean, that was, whoa, bleep that out. Bleep that out. Yeah. Bleep that out. Um, all right. Anything else? Claver should have been an all-star. I don't really. I mean, I, I guess I should fight. I, I don't care. Yeah, I think because obviously you and I, we, we've if you haven't heard us on John Boy Jake Radio, and we've done it on here a little bit, uh, the all-star game has flaws. Is it an exhibition? Is it a showcasing stars? Is it the best players? What are you doing, MLB? Um, either way, I think Glaber Torres checks the box. And I think something that I've gotten you to kind of come around and appreciate on all-star games now is that like at the end of the days for great players, it ends up looking really cool. Like if, if Glaber Torres ends up making eight all-star teams or like, I don't know, seven consecutive or something cool. Like now we could look back at this and be like, Oh yeah. Brandon Lau made it over him. And Tommy LaStella when he, when he ended up finishing 15th in the MVP voting or something dumb like that. So it, uh, it, it just sucks when I look back at the baseball reference 40 years from now, but whatever. You think baseball reference still going to be going strong in 2060? Who knows, man? I get scared about the future. What's up? All right. My first award is the Scufflebutt Award. Ah, damn it. You were going to steal that, huh? Yes, I need, need a new second award. Wow, can't believe you were going to steal my award. Scufflebutt. Yeah. Scufflebutt. Yeah. All right. Goes to my dude, Gary Sanchez. He's scuffling a little bit. Okay. I love Gary. I'm the most biased person in the world, so if I didn't bring it up, people would say, you're ignoring Gary. No, Gary's scuffling a little bit. His numbers aren't that great in his last handful of games. I think, like, last seven games... He has four hits. I will say this. A couple of them were really clutch. London London hit was very nice. The RBIs to break it open. But, uh, I mean, he's had a great first half. He's still got a 9.03 OPS on the season. But, yeah, his last week of games have been pretty tough. Defense has been crushing it, though. Yeah. 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 You got anything you worried about, Gary? Scufflebutt. No, not uh, not at all. He's he's already earned the right to have a good first half. I want to say, I'll, I'll double check, but I want to say these Tampa games had some weird times to them well, yeah, that maybe we even... Tomorrow is 5 o'clock. Maybe we see, like, two Romine games this series. Like, maybe, maybe Gary sits one day and maybe DDH is another. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. Um the the Tampa vibes this series could be could be tough could be good this Yankees team could be kind of special and wanna wanna finish the first half strong yeah I'd, I'd say give Gary a little bit of a break especially because 
I think we heard Judge say it last year when he went to the All-Star game. Judgey was like, I mean, you know, I really get like a day and a half off because we fly to the All-Star game and you do stuff the whole time. Um, so so maybe they try to work Gary in a, a little extra time. But he threw another runner out. He looks great defensively. And, yeah, I mean, offense has been covered. All right, cool. But he is scuffling a little bit. Hopefully he finds it back he does he likes hitting in tampa he likes those motherfuckers down there it is a five o'clock start then a seven then a four then a one yeah that's what i'm saying like that's that's pretty weird (laughs) yeah i don't know how you navigate that anyway what's your next award jimmy my next award is the pay me my money award wow 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 brandon lau Brandon, Brandon, can someone pay Brandon Lau? He's an all-star. I love this guy. Um, no. Uh, any guesses, Jim, besides yeah. Brandon Lau? No, yeah, it's not a guess. You're giving it to Didi. Wow. Jake's man, now contemplating really, changing it. I was you really right cut on. deep there, man. <laughs> no, it is Didi. I know it's um, Didi. I said it wasn't a guess. I knew. Right, and that's why we're here. Um, but it was a guess, because you could have been wrong. Um, <laughs> There's zero chance I was going to be wrong. Well, that's still a guess. I mean, you still have to guess. Um, I know. Didi, Jim, goes two for four in both games this series. He's been spectacular with the glove. And uh, Jim, our, our buddy Joe G, who I hope he's stu- still tuning in. We had a bit of a Twitter spat, because I, I think he was crossing the line, but still a good guy to have a baseball convo with. Uh, me and him were talking about what Didi was going to command uh, in the off season, and Jim, I I think our guy's going to get paid. He uh, talented shortstops don't really hit the market. the The last and I talented is a loose word here, but the last big t- or even quality shortstop, like oh, all star level shortstop, to hit the market was Jose Reyes. Um back when he was a free agent for the Mets, and I think he got six years, like 110 or something like that. Um, if Didi keeps doing what he's doing, and there's no reason to believe he won it, his glove has looked great, he's gotten better with the bat um, the past four seasons or whatever it is, um, homie's going to get paid. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Yankees want to keep him in-house, um, if he goes to full-out free agency and what that looks like. but. Um, yeah, I, I I personally think he's going to get paid, paid, especially if he keeps playing like this. You, I keep every time he hits a home run, I think of Cuddy's prediction that yeah he's going to hit as more home runs this year than last year. He's twenty six away. He'd have to get real hot. He's twenty six away. Then, he, then he'd command a lot of money. <laughs> twenty six away, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tough. We asked Cuddy for a hot take, and he gave us one or a bold prediction. I like it. I'm root. I'm rooting for it so hard. It would, it would be cool. It'd be really cool. My What's last, your uh, final my, award? Jim? My final award is the generator. Generator. See if you can. You figure are. It out. You are excited to go to Tampa. No, I'm not. The generator that run that's supposed to work in Tampa when the power goes out. No, that's not the award, Jake. Wrong. That's not the award. 
not the award. Do you have any final guess before I reveal who won who won the coveted generator award this week? The G- generator award goes to uh, Aaron Judge. Wrong. Nice. We both guessed. You got yours right. Who's the award go to? I knew mine. It goes to James Paxton. Wow. Need to generate the energy. Lame. Create oh, your own energy. Create your yeah. own energy. We saw Paxton be intense, like fist pumping. And even before that, in the first inning, he was like staring down, staring down the mound, pitching downhill. I don't know why he doesn't do it every game. It's like it's a big tell. You can kind of just see the yeah. way he th- faces the first batter. Like, okay, is he intense or is he laissez fit? Laissez fit. We saw him. We saw him scream after that double play. The, oh, the nicest double play ever, Glaber to Didi. We saw him say, "Fuck yeah, that a babe." Yeah, coming from his Canadian mouth. That's basically, you know, I, I don't know. Three cents? Words we can't say, yeah. Yeah, you can't even talk um, about it. Okay, Jim, here's a fun game. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about this before. The Yankees have their, like, personal iPads. Yeah. And they have, like, the team works with the sports psychologist, I think, to give them... Their own like, pump-up, yeah. Yeah, their own pregame video. Like, CC talked about his, and he's like, yeah, I mean, I just... I want it all, like, me screaming and intense music. Like, I want to get pumped up. And he's like, different guys have different things on their videos. You are in control of James Paxton's video. What are you putting on there? Um, maybe like his dog in danger, okay. held hostage, um, note from his wife saying like, sick shutout or bust, and then you Yikes. know her bags are packed. I just You're want him full threat. I just want him in tears. Pitching for his like life. Yeah. I I think I'm going it mine my the video in my head comes out pretty parks and rexy. Um like it starts out playing O Canada and it's like James Paxton, he throws his no hitter, there's the Eagle landing on him, and then then the American national anthem kicks in and the Canadian one, they're both playing over each other. And then it shows like his wife and his family and like I'm trying to get James Paxson as proud as he possibly can before he takes them out. Wrong emotion. You want him angry. No, I want him proud. No, he pitches. I, w- I, he pitches. I want him feeling like he has the country of Canada on his back, and if he doesn't propel them to victory today, they're out. No, he pitches better angry. That's why he threw proud. the no-hitter against the Blue Jays, because he hates them, because they wouldn't give him a fair shake. Because he's proud. He's trying to show off for Canada. That's how proud he is. No, he doesn't like the Blue Jays, because they wouldn't give him money. When they signed He's him. Proud. Yeah. He's a proud man. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Oh, yes. Need him angry, man. Yeah, proud as hell. You you we agree. <laughs> uh, anything else? The all the names I wrote down that I wanted to talk about. Gio, Herman, Paxton, Didi, Glaber, Edwin, Gary, we covered them all. Judge has been hitting the ball well. Someone in the chat said he hadn't, so I sent his numbers in his last in his last six games now, I mean, Judge has only played so many. He's He's been back for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games now. And the first three were, weren't great. The next six, he has over 
over um, 300 batting average, over 400 batting average, 600 yeah. on base percentage. Been good last week. His his stat line looks very Aaron Judgey, except the counting counting stats because he was hurt for a while. But hitting 286 with a 406 on base percentage, uh, slugging over 500. He's he's doing his thing. Hicksy gets a a hit in both games, and he and he has the catch again. He's if he finishes Tampa hot, if if he has a good four games in Tampa, his numbers are going to start sneaking up to Aaron Hicks' numbers. I know that was a concern for a little bit. Um, the only thing I think we missed was the the kind of funky Brett Gardner foul tip to end the game. That's cool by that catcher. That was kind of cool. Guardy gave him a pat on the back. Yeah. We also didn't talk about the bad call from the umps that Boone was upset about right before the DD home run, the foul tip. It's so silly yeah. that that's not reviewable. Yeah, I mean, that's just a huge mistake. <laughs> that's... I don't get the reasoning for it. Yeah. Make that reviewable. Seems easy. I mean, maybe, maybe it's one of those things like all... All the, all the camera crews don't have the cameras the Yes Network does. So maybe that's they deem that one is like unfair to do reviewable. I don't know. It's dumb and it should be. It just pr- trying to play devil's advocate. Do you have anything to, about the Dominican Summer League score versus the Twins? Or they beat them like thirty-eight to something. I've got nothing on that. People might be disappointed we didn't mention uh, Jason. Did we mention him during the voicemails? Maybe we've talked about him before. Yeah, Jason Dominguez got signed. If we had to mention that. We're excited, but he's also 16, so hopefully we'll see him in four to five years. Zero excitement out of me. Excitement out of me. Yeah. Top prospect in our organization now, Jim, or top hitter. He's 16. This is unfair. Phenom. Unfair. I'm not going to be unfair to just own. I will be very excited when he hits double A. Nice. Be very, very excited for him then. If he's doing well, not if he, right. not if he's, you know, lost an arm in an accident and they play him at double A as a tribute because this was his dream. I won't be excited for him then. That's terrible. He lost an arm. Right. That's, I mean, that's a whole thing. Yeah. And that's the end of the show. We thank you guys very much for hanging out with us. We'll see you later. Any, uh, any quick expectations for Tampa? Is it just like survive in the trop or? No, no, no. We got to win at least three. Okay. We got put Tampa in our fucking rear view. We swept them already, Jake. Oh, that's right. You need them to follow up on your Tampa's dead thing. We killed Tampa, Ooh, and now we need to bury them. We killed them with the sweep. Now it's time to bury them. We got, we're got. we bringing the shovels down to Florida. Coffin's packed. All right? I'm worried you're going to have a very different tone on Sunday. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Sunday goes with fuck the drops. The Rays are stupid. <laughs> um, dead and soon to be buried. Tell him, Graham. Two F. Oh, oh Yankees. Hey, nice up. We got an over under on number.